Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. My name is Phil Nasons, and we're here to talk NBA basketball with you. Brandon Williams is on the line, my old friend. How you doing, dude? I'm doing well. Uh, doing uh, quite well. Happy to uh, be working with you. Happy to be doing this basketball uh, podcast. We've got eight games on the schedule for Wednesday night and a variety of uh, interesting contests uh, when you look up and down the schedule. You weren't kidding there. From a handicapping standpoint, it's not a lot of fun tonight. There's not a lot there. The, the spreads are weird. No. But I got to tell you, I, I was looking at the DFS lineups today, and, and I was interested. But more importantly, I, I, I wanted to just talk basketball with you and some theories about how to play DFS and so how, to, how to handicap games and, and provide some uh, some information for all our listeners. Maybe they can learn to do some things on their own too, right? Oh, certainly. You know, anytime we can educate uh, the masses is always a good thing. We certainly want them on our site on a daily basis, but at the same time, you certainly don't want them uh, in a situation to where you know they're just floundering. So we're here to help, plain and simple. Plain and simple. And, and we've got one of the best here. This young fella I've known for years. We've worked together before, but uh, he writes for the Associated Press, and that's a big deal. I was very proud of you when you heard when I heard that. I was probably one of the first people that jumped up and down and congratulated you because that's a big deal, isn't it? It, it is. I'm thankful that this is my second season of uh, covering the uh, NFL for uh, the Associated Press. Uh, we do a weekly start and sit. Uh, completed week 11 this morning. A variety of interesting plays that you'll see. Uh, they'll be uh, across the country uh, tomorrow, so uh, it will be an opportunity for fans to take a look and see what uh, I've got in store for week 11. And, and where do they? And where will we find those? Uh, we'll be able to find them across the country. Uh, most uh, sites uh, have the Associated Press, uh, and if you can't, if your newspaper or outlet doesn't have uh, the Associated Press, uh, just simply type in by Brandon C. Williams, Associated Press, and boom, Google will get you there in no time flat. And boom, that's what it is. And I, and I write full-time for stats, or I should say handicap full-time for stats, and I'm also the content director here now at Win Daily Sports. And I'm, one of the reasons I even signed up was because of you. Oh, well, I'm honored uh, and flattered that uh, that you were uh, that you thought of me uh, when we did when you did sign up. Uh, I'm happy to have you aboard. Uh, we've, you know, like you said, we've worked uh, well together before, and I think that you know with the direction that Win Daily Sports is going, I think that we're going to be uh, heading towards a very solid path of uh, not only working together but also uh, winning together as well. Absolutely, Scott Engel did a fantastic job. He left me. A lot of things that were positive, man. I'm telling you, I'm really excited. And now I'm excited to talk about this NBA slate. Now, you look at this slate, and it's an eight-game slate, correct? Eight, seven games, whatever it is. Eight games, yes. Eight games. And what we got, what do you, what's the first thing you look for when you do a DFS lineup? Uh, the first thing that I'm looking for is uh, looking at teams that run an up-tempo pace. Uh, I, one, thing, one of the things that I do in my game previews is that I look at pace. And uh, teams that uh, can get the ball up and down, an average of 100, it's an average of 100 possessions per game. And anytime you get a team that's getting more than 100 possessions a game on average, those are the teams that you want to uh, look for. Teams that can run an up-tempo. And when you're able to combine a pace with a solid offensive rating, those are the targets that you want to look for. I think the thing is, is that uh, a good team uh, for that is the Houston Rockets, for example. They're always an up-tempo team. They're top of the league in offensive rating. They're a top three team in pace. So, you know, tonight's a good night to where you know you could choose uh, either one of 
Russell Westbrook or James Harden and feel good knowing that you're going to get bargains for your buck, you know, and a guy like a Clint Capella, who's a guy who can give you uh, rebounds, give you block shots, but he also scores well without needing the ball much. So when you have a team that's got that kind of pace, it's very interesting. Uh, on the other hand, you know, just because a team has a solid pace doesn't necessarily mean it's a good offense. And I think a good example would be the Memphis Grizzlies. Right. Uh, they, are, they, they are sixth in pace right now. But uh, they're an offense that ranks near the bottom of the league in scoring. And uh, their scoring defense is one of the worst. So uh, on one of the rare nights of the season thus far, it's a good night to start targeting Hornets because the Grizzlies are 27th in scoring defense this season. So uh, you could find some bargains uh, in Charlotte uh, with some with several of those ballplayers that normally you don't uh, run with. You know, you kind of look at the Hornets as an afterthought. Uh, in some cases, but tonight is a good night where you might want to consider a few of them. That's exactly right. You know, that's one of the games that I highlighted in my daily column. Uh, I'm with the Hornets. You know, San Antonio just came off, or I'm sorry, Memphis just came off an upset victory in San Antonio over the Spurs. They're going to get a letdown. The other thing that I picked up on in this game, John Morant was 2 for 12 against San Antonio. Now, he's going to go back out chucking for sure, and, and I expect him to chuck, and I like him. At 6,100 tonight, but I also like Terry Rozier tonight, too. And, and I think that's a, that's a great game to target. I like the Hornets at minus one and a half tonight. I, I, I like the Hornets uh, in this one as well. And I do agree with you that Rozier is a good uh, player to target. Uh, when you, you look at the Hornets, the one guy that I'm looking at would be P.J. Washington. Uh, he's coming in at uh, 5,300. Uh, he's a steady performer. Uh, he'll give you the high 20s, low 30s, but against the Hornets tonight, against, excuse me, the uh, Grizzlies tonight, he's got a good matchup because the Grizzlies are a team that uh, they do turn the ball over. They're not a solid rebounding team. And yeah, like I mentioned, uh, they're 20. In scoring defense, and they're also 15th in uh, opponent's field goal percentage. So Washington's the type of guy that can, uh, you know, sort of like a pellet. He can get rebounds. He can also score without really needing the ball. He's been in a slump offensively, but I think that this is a night where you can slide him in at 5,300, uh, you know, particularly at a look and get some good production out of him. I like that pick. You know who I, I like a lot tonight is Devontae Graham. He became the first NBA player in history, to re- or our first rookie in history, to record 15 points in 10 or in 10 assists in back-to-back games. So I like him coming off the bench against Memphis. Memphis's bench is quite weak. They're a rebuilding team, so they're you know the rotation's a little bigger than most because they're trying to figure everything out for the future. And I like Graham tonight, but he's 6,900 at DraftKings. Do you think that's too much to pay for him? It is probably too much uh, to pay for him. You know, the production has been solid up late. You know, he's got a couple of 50-point outings. His most recent was 38.5 points on FanDuel uh, against Philadelphia on Sunday. Uh, But for a guy who really doesn't shoot the ball well, 
uh, you're really depending on him to get a lot of assists to justify having him in there. Uh, it's a risk. I think it's a bit too much. I like him, uh, but this is one night where I think that you might want to push him aside because it's a case of where, you know, a guy that's shooting 40-something percent from the field, less than 40 percent from the field, uh, is not a guy that you want, even though he's going to give you some uh, solid assist numbers, and he'll rebound fairly well for a guard as well. But at 6,900, I'm probably going to pass this evening. You know, that's a good play. I, I, I like him, though. and he, I, I like him because I, I think more like a handicap now and, mm-hmm. and i think he's going to be the guy who pushes that point spread over the top for us but uh you know scott engel our friend our longtime friend he mm-hmm. uh, coined that phrase remember uh revenge games he's the first one i heard ever talk about that yes and it's interesting i was looking at this and i was laughing to myself because he and i did a podcast last week before he uh handed the keys over to me i guess and he uh so i'm looking at this lineups in his in his slate today and i see two Actual revenge games. Isaiah Thomas is up against the Boston Celtics tonight. He's only 4,900. He's coming off the bench for Washington. And Markel Fultz. He, they, believe, they believe that the Philadelphia 76ers messed him up, messed him around. And he's only 4,100 tonight. Do you have any interest in either of these guys? Fultz, uh, I, I don't have much of an interest in him uh, because I think that he's basically found a role uh, right now uh, with Orlando. Uh, he's getting about 23, 24 minutes a night. Uh, he's solid in what he does uh, with those minutes, but I don't see much of an opportunity for revenge. I think the thing that is really that turns me off about Orlando, a couple of things, you know, they're 29th in offensive rating at 100.9, only the Knicks are worse. And when you look at pace, they're dead last uh, at 97.2. So when you look at the fact that the average NBA team is going to get a hundred possessions per game, and you've got a team that's getting 97, you're getting cheated out of at least three possessions uh, per contest. So uh, I look at Orlando as a team that outside of Vucic, uh, and maybe on occasion, uh, I do like Jonathan Isaac. Uh, but beyond those two, there really isn't anyone on that roster that just appeals to me tonight. Yeah, that's a horrible game in Orlando. You've got two of the top six teams in defense playing against each other. And Orlando scored 100 points or more in just three of their 10 games. And that's I, I suggested people play the under. It's 208 and a half. I think it's going to end up a lot less. I know Philadelphia played last night, but Embiid is supposed to play tonight. Do you have any interest in Joel Embiid? Yeah, I think I've got strong interest in Joel Embiid. You know, uh, it's good to see that he is playing on uh, consecutive nights. Uh, I think that uh, it's a good matchup uh, with him against uh, the guy that's giving you 48.8 per night over at FanDuel. He's coming off a 61-point performance uh, fantasy-wise. Uh, on Sunday uh, against Charlotte. So I like the opportunity to uh, get him in there because you know exactly what you're going to get each night. Uh, if he's giving you 30-something minutes a night, you know you're going to get 20 points. You know you're going to get the double-digit rebounds. You know you're going to get a couple of blocks per game. He's also passing the ball a little more. He's got 3.1 per assist uh, per night, and he's shooting a three-pointer well uh, so far this season. He knocked down three of five uh, against the Cavaliers on uh Tuesday night. So I like the prospects of what you could get out of him being this evening at $9,400 at uh, DraftKings. He's not as high as he has been at times. Uh, so I think that there is a certain amount of value sitting in, sitting there with Embiid. 
you know, back to Isaiah Thomas. Now he's starting. He played 29 minutes against Cleveland, and that was five days ago. So we're looking at a chance where you could probably catch some cash at 4,900 bucks though for Isaiah Thomas against the Boston Celtics. They're going to have to drag him off the court with a with, with a gun. Oh, there's no question. You have to know that he has had this game circled on uh, his calendar for quite a while. But uh, this is going to be an offense versus defense. Uh, type of ball game. Uh, when you look at the Wizards, they're a team that does like to push the ball up. They're uh, ninth in offensive rating. They do put together a pretty solid pace uh, when it comes to uh, getting the ball up and down the court. They're a top 10 team. They're number eight uh, in pace at 103.9. But when you contrast that, you look at the Celtics. Boston is seventh in defensive rating at 102.8. And they're also very tough you know, when it comes to just actual points allowed. They're fifth in the league at 104 uh, points uh, per game allowed. Washington, like I mentioned, they're a team that likes to push uh, the tempo. Uh, they're ninth at 113.4 per game. So I like Isaiah Thomas uh, in this one. You know, like, I think he's going to get heavy minutes uh, tonight. You're probably looking at about say, maybe north of 30 minutes. So I would love him at uh, 4900 bucks. I would love to see him get some steals like in the day. You know? <laughs> but, oh, definitely. But, I, but I'm not so sure that's in him anymore. You know, I think he's just happy to be on the court, but he pushed, they push the pace. They really do. Now, if you had one play tonight, that you consider a must-play. Got to have him in your lineup if you want to win. Who's that going to be? Uh, to me, I think that you're going to see LeBron. Uh, to me, I think it's LeBron James. I know he's pretty high at 10,700, but uh, going against the Lakers in a nationally televised game, excuse me, against the Warriors in a nationally televised game, I think that this is going to be one of those games that, yeah, as bad as Golden State has been. I think LeBron James wants to put a signature moment. Uh, the Lakers have won eight straight. I know they're coming off of back-to-backs. They played uh, Phoenix uh, tough last night. They did win 123-115. Uh, but I like LeBron here. I look at you know, a guy who's giving you 56 fantasy points per game over at FanDuel, and he has really thrived uh, with the fact that this team's playing defense. Uh, he had a triple-double on Saturday night. Uh, he had 19, 11 assists, seven boards last night uh, against Phoenix. So uh, this is a guy that, you know, is averaging 11 assists per game. And when you think that, you know, you've seen it all from LeBron James, he's giving you 11 assists per contest. And I think this is going to be a game where he can hit 50 to 55 plus without even playing in the fourth quarter. Because I think that this game for the Lakers, I think they want to make a statement against Golden State tonight. I think they want to make it plain and clear that, you know, that this is no longer Golden State's Western Conference and that the Lakers are going to send a message and LeBron James is going to be the uh, the chief messenger. That's a good call right there. You know, I have two guys that I'm going to put in my lineup and I don't care if anybody laughs at me or not. (laughs) What do you got? (laughs) Because you're about to. Um, (laughs) I'm going with Pascal Siakam tonight against Portland. Portland is a dumpster fire on defense. This kid is so fast. He's smooth. He's silk. Portland has no one to stop him. When they let go of Aminu, they let go of their defense. And they're a dumpster fire. Did you see how bad they looked against the Sacramento Kings last night? My God. My God. You know, I I used to do a radio show for, um, it was called Blazer's Edge. It was a Portland Trailblazers fan show. 
And I told them years ago, and they got mm. madder than hell at me, but I told them years ago, I said, you cannot win a championship with C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard in your backcourt playing together because they don't play defense. Then they brought in Aminu, and I said, okay, now they got a little bit of perimeter D, some, somebody to you know, kind of stop someone occasionally, but now they mm. don't have anybody. And I think Siakam is going to rule the day against Portland on the road. I think that. And the other guy I like, I like D'Angelo Russell against the Lakers tonight. I know that they're playing great defense, but that's going to be a quick game. Nationally televised. And if you want to talk about a guy who would love to take it out on L.A., that would be your guy, D'Angelo Russell. No, no there there's no doubt. I like going back to Siakam. I love him in this matchup. Golden State's 23rd in the league uh, in points allowed. And yes, they are a complete dumpster fire. You know, you're giving up that kind of offense to a Sacramento team that doesn't have uh, Bagley, doesn't have uh, De'Aaron Fox. That just shows me what what a team like Toronto will do to them tonight. Uh, Siakam's going to put up some monster numbers, and I certainly would not laugh at you uh, but with that one. Uh, $8,700 over at, uh, at DraftKings. Uh, he has been a solid 47-point-per-game guy. Uh, had 41 fantasy points against the Clippers last night. Uh, had 52, 64, and 50 in his three previous games. And I think he'll hit 60 uh, tonight against Golden State. You know, this guy is exceptionally quick. And to me, he's one of those guys early on in the season, he's must-watch television. Uh, that's just how good he is. You know, he's just so explosive. And the thing about it is, He's just still getting a feel for the game right now. Uh, the shooting, you know, goes up and down. One minute he's shooting 17 of 28. Next minute, like he was last night, he was 6 of 17. But he's still giving you rebounds. He's giving you assists. He's got four straight games of at least five assists. And he'll give you the block shots. He'll give you the steals. Uh, when you look at just all-around ball players in the first part of the season, Pascal Siakam's in that upper tier, both, you know, in real life and also in fantasy. I may have some interest in Kyle Lowry or Fred Van Vliet, but I'm not sure yet. You know, I, I have. To, you know, the hardest part is is waiting around till five o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the hardest part. What do you think about the new rule where they have thir- they have to post their lineups one hour before? You're already seeing the teams bend that rule <laughs> immensely. Yes. You know, I never cared because at the end of the day. If you're not waiting between five and seven to do a DFS lineup in basketball, then you're probably not doing it right anyway. No, and I would totally agree. You know, you have to be able to be on your toes uh, to uh, be a part of you know to be a part of a successful DFS uh, experiment. You know, if you're out there trying to make money, you need to be out there. You need to have up to the minute information. You can't get burned. Uh, you know, I had a friend of mine that uh, did a DFS. You know, he talked to me the other night about getting some advice. Uh, early in, you know, in the morning, and I told him, it's like, you know, I like Brandon Ingram. Uh, I thought that, you know, it was a good matchup against the Rockets. Uh, he did not look at the last minute and did not realize that Brandon Ingram wasn't going to play. You know, and despite the fact he had a pretty solid lineup around uh, across the board, that zero by Ingram probably cost him a couple hundred bucks. Uh, I do like the fact that you do need to have that. You know, again, working uh, worked the past three seasons with the Canadian Football League with their fantasy site, and one of the things that I've been very impressed with uh, the CFL is that each team puts together their depth chart the day before the game. 
So you know exactly who's going to be where uh, a day before game time. And it's a huge plus, especially when you're working from the fantasy aspect of it, knowing how to uh, make those last-minute adjustments with your rankings and who you want to play. I think the NBA is doing a good job, and I think that you know it's a step forward. You know, I think that the league also gets it when it comes to the value of DFS. Uh, and I also think uh, that by being able to put that together, it's going to allow fans and players like ourselves to be able to get those last-second advantages over guys who just simply will, at 9, 10 in the morning, put together a lineup, not even think about it, and then find themselves frustrated 12 hours later when they find out that you know a guy or two might have been injured or a guy that you know, got yanked at the last minute, things like that. And that's important if you're a DFS beginner. You need to be able to stay on top of the news uh, on a, you know, basically an hour-by-hour -hour basis. That's exactly right. You have to stay on top of it. We try to do that at Wind Daily Sports. But again, you know, you have to take some kind of responsibility too. Um, and at the end of the day, Twitter should be your friend. Following beat writers should even be more of your friend. And, and paying attention as things go on because these things happen quick. I, I'm still remember the Channing Fry game, Brandon. Uh, I, I pulled, I was able to get my lineup in when the news came out in Orlando that Channing Fry would start. And, mm -hmm. I put, and I put him in there, and I cashed big. A lot of people weren't able to. That caused a big problem in the DFS community, I remember, with the multi-lineups and the scripting. But yep. that, that's, that's, how far, that's, that's how far I remember this. But you have to stay on top of things. You know, there's another player I wanted to ask you about. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, he does a really good job against slow-footed centers like himself. And he's going to be up against Cody Zeller tonight. Yeah, six thousand bucks on DraftKings. Is he worth a flyer? Is he worth a punt? Yeah, I think he is. Uh, he's you know flies under the radar. And he did have a pretty good game on uh, Monday night against San Antonio. He gave you thirty nine fantasy points, uh, eighteen points, twelve rebounds, uh, a couple of blocks. He even added an assist in there. Uh, the one thing I don't like about Valanciunas is that I don't understand why he's starting to add a three point game to his arsenal. Uh, he was you know a slightly above average inside guy to begin with, but you know I understand trying to stretch your game out a bit. But it's been mostly ineffective. Uh, uh, so far this season, but the thing is, is that he's got six double doubles this season. Uh, he did come off of a season high of 18 points. So to me, with Valciunas against Zeller, I think this is a pretty favorable matchup. I think that you know he's going to have a, a strength advantage uh, against Zeller. So that tells me he's going to be able to give me around nine to eleven rebounds. If I can get about. 12 to 14 points out of him and he could get me a block shot or two i'd be willing to take a six thousand dollar flyer on valsiunas tonight and he's going to be low owned too for sure everybody overlooks that guy they did when he was in toronto there are nights when he has big games and it's always against slow-footed centers always always any any last minute advice brandon before we uh let these fine people get back to their day uh, uh, to me, I think the one game, if you're uh, the, the, uh, the type that loves to stack, uh, the Clippers at Rockets are certainly, it will be one that you'll want to watch. Like I mentioned, you know, Houston is an up-tempo team. Clippers will certainly be up to the challenge of uh, going up-tempo. To me, the guy to watch tonight is going to be P.J. Tucker. Uh, he's $4,700 over at uh, DraftKings. Daniel House is questionable. We found out yesterday, Eric 
Eric Gordon is going to be out six weeks. So that means that a team like the Rockets are still going to have enough possessions to where a guy like Tucker is going to be able to get his shots. He plays above average defense. He's going to hit the glass for a few and give you about, say, six or seven rebounds. This is a guy who could probably give you a sneaky 35 points in an up-tempo game tonight. So at 4700 bucks uh, at DraftKings, you can plug him in either at small forward or power forward. Obviously, you can drop him in either at forward or utility spot. I'd be willing to venture a $4,700 gamble on Tucker and that, and that it would pay off. That sounds great. Now, my suggestions for the handicapping side of things for the sports betting, I only like two games. I'm playing the under 208.5 points of in the in the uh, I'm sorry in the Philadelphia 76ers Orlando Magic game and I also like the Charlotte Hornets minus one and a half against the Memphis Grizzlies Brandon this has been a fantastic time working with you again I'm so thrilled to have you here I am thrilled to be working with you again my friend we're only an early part of the season so we've got a lot of fun waiting ahead of us oh we sure do and, and speaking of fun win daily sports that's a fun site most importantly it, it's 20 bucks a month yeah and that's money well spent. You know, all it takes is just one big night, and you are dedicating that twenty bucks a month uh, to get the best uh, DFS information from uh, myself, yourself, and the uh, Win Daily Sports team. We are banging it, you know, twenty four seven. Not just in basketball, but we're doing it in football. We're doing it in. Uh, uh, Premier League. We're doing it in the NHL. We are across the board, and I highly recommend that if you're not on the site now, you need to get on it right now. You do. You need to get on it. You know, they use they, they at one time they were using my column as a litmus thing just to say, look at it this way. Sunday I was 5-0-1 in the NFL. If you would have played all five of those picks, you would have paid your subscription fee for the next three years and, and bought something nice for your significant other. It is worth every single penny that you pay. We work really hard over here. The writers are fantastic. Jason, the owner, is fantastic. The founder is fantastic. Everyone's great. We have a serious show every Saturday night. We have the podcast when we get to do it, usually three or four times a week, and everything's great. I tell you what, for Brandon Williams, I'm Phil Nasons. We want to thank you for listening to the Win Daily Podcast.